0: Welcome to Out of the Bubble. My name is Rachel Peru. It's time to hear from some amazing women over 40 who are embracing life and leading a trail of inspiration along the way. So welcome to this week's guest. We've got Zoe McNulty. Uh, Zoe is the headmistress of the School of Strut Dance Academy. I first became aware of Zoe when we both took part in the Real Catwalk in London this summer, which hopefully we'll get to talk about when I found out what Zoe does for a living, I was instantly drawn to her. Zoe's School of Strut Mission is what I absolutely love. It's to empower people to feel fabulous, regardless of their shape and size, through the medium of dance. So, welcome, Zoe. Thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Hi, welcome. How do
0: you describe yourself to people?
1: Um, yeah, so I am a... An international dance fitness presenter, um, uh, body positive activist, uh, champion of curves, and headmistress of the School of Strut. That same seems to be my kind of um, pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so uh, you know that's all a very much fancy way of just saying I teach dance,
0: Uh, and
1: uh, and I just help women feel good about themselves regardless of shape or size, which I love. So as a, a curvy dance and fitness instructor, um,
0: you know, like without
1: sort of, yeah, I've not that I've really faced that much, um, judgment, but you know, I know that that has actually had an effect on my career. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I've had to sort of forge my own path through the fitness industry because, um, so many doors were closed to me because I didn't have the body. That, that a lot of brands were looking for. So um, I made my own brand. Yeah,
0: brilliant. So have you always had this passion for dance? Is it something you did when you were younger?
1: Yeah, I've always danced since I was, I think I probably danced coming out of the womb. Um, but I had a, I had a period of time where... It was during my, during my A-levels, I, I'd stopped dancing for two years because my art teacher said that I was doing too much dance and I wasn't focusing on my A-levels right. and I went, fine, right, <laughs> and I s- sat off dancing and, um, and then I went back to it a couple of years later and I hadn't realised how much I had missed how much I have missed it, and the the buzz that I felt was in such a high when I came out of that first dance class back after two mm. years. I thought, right, this, I like, I this. There's something special about this. Why, why am I not doing this as a career? And um and and I thought I've got I've got to have it in my life every day, and I want it to be something that I that I continue to pass on. Um, and I wanted to go back to uni because I just dropped out of uni um and I wanted to be in London nearer to my brother and I found a course in London um that would allow me to do some dance but it was a, it was primary school teaching right. with a specialism in dance I didn't want to be a primary school teacher but I wanted to be in London I wanted to be doing some dance and and so I, I went for it anyway and um whilst I was a student I couldn't afford my gym fees, so I offered my services as a volunteer, and they put me on all the all the courses on the exercise to music course, and that's where that's that's aerobic, Maybe that's aerobic, um, and that's where I kind of thought, oh, oh, I think I've found what I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, as much as you know, I, I carried on with the uni course. I got my degree. I actually turned it around, and it became contemporary dance with education. But I never, I never really needed that because I just then fell into the fitness industry and then
0: started teaching dance and really haven't really looked back because I read somewhere that you wanted to be a backing dancer on top of the pops when you were younger yeah. <laughs> I love that was that a, a really quite a young age kind of 9 10 or was that as you were a teenager no that was kind of like throughout my whole
1: life but and my best friends today they were backing dancers on top of the pops um like I was moving in those circles. But I avoided the the commercial dance world because I didn't want to be told daily, no, you you can't do this because you're too big. Mm. I didn't want to be told I had to lose weight continually mm. because I thought, do you know what? I'm going to develop an eating disorder. That's not healthy. Yeah, so I I avoided it. I kind of I, I stepped away from that dream, knowing that actually that dream would probably be bad for me. Yeah,
0: which actually I think, how old were you then? Because that's quite an astute observation to make about the industry quite early on isn't it
1: yeah well I was yeah I was like a a late teenager when I I sort of thought that is something that I could do but I won't yeah and I think as well I think as well my I don't I don't place any blame on what my mum said but she did say oh you know to, to make it as a dancer you need to be the absolute best and I read the subtext that wasn't there I read the subtext but you're not the best, so you won't make yeah. any money, so don't bother. But that's not what she meant. I sp- spoke to her years later. And said, no, I didn't
0: I Didn't mean that. Like,
1: you, you could have done it, but I was just mourning yeah. you. Like, you know. That was your inner, um, inner,
0: inner, inner lack like of confidence at the time yeah, talking to you. I think so, yeah, yeah. But have you always been quite self-aware of your body confidence? Because even at a young age, to be able to say, do you know what, I'm not going to put myself in that position to get any critique about it. I'm not going to go down that route. You must have had some kind of inner confidence and belief in yourself to think, you know what? I don't need to do that, I can do something else. Yeah, so I have kind
1: of thought about that over the years, and I've thought, was it really a, 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 a very wise decision, or was it just that I was I just a bit lazy? Was hmm. like were there other people, other people who like, you know, went for their dreams and Never stopped until they got there, and I, I didn't have that in me. Mm. I actually thought, Oh, do you know what? So, not that, and so I don't think it was, I don't think it was like, just I don't, yeah, I think it was just laziness mm. to be honest. But, um, but with hindsight, it showed me that you know, maybe I, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, and maybe that God sort of put that in my mind like, no, that's all right, don't worry, that's not for you, don't worry about that, yeah. Crack on, do something else. Just, just, just keep, keep going. You'll find, you'll find your path. So,
0: yeah. Brilliant. I don't know. So, how did you get from <laughs> doing your aerobic teaching? Because you have taught all over the world, haven't you? How, how did you yeah. get from that in starting the school of Strutt? Where did the idea come from?
1: Uh, so, years ago, probably about twelve years ago. So, even though I, I do get to do lots of travelling and I teach at events and conventions um, all over the place um I still I still have always done my weekly classes in gyms in London and um there was a very it's a very forward-thinking chain of gyms uh who asked me about it was it was probably about 12-13 years ago they said can you do a class with heels we've seen this concept in America and uh and, and they're doing a workout with high heels and they showed me what they were doing but these people were squatting and lunging wearing high heels and then trying to sell the benefits of that and I to me that was madness Mm. and I thought if if anyone's going to be doing a a high heels workout it's got to be a dance class surely Mm. Uh, you know even if we're thinking about functional training women are going to go out wearing high heels they want to go dancing so I made it a dance class um and literally in the first the first session i thought oh i'm onto something special here because the women came in clutching their high heels in their hands Oh, am i in the right place <laughs> oh, looking all t- timid and nervous and then by the end of it just within actually 45 minutes they were swinging their hips their head was up their arms were out and it like the transformation was incredible in 45 minutes yeah. i thought hmm i'm onto something here yeah. And I, and I kind of realized the more that I did that, taught that class, I thought, you know what? These women are already fabulous. Why are they, what, like, what's this obsession with losing weight when that they just need to tap into how awesome they already are? And that's where, you know, and this was before body positivity was a thing. Mm. I didn't know that what I was preaching was body positivity until, until really a few, just a couple of years mm. ago. Um but yeah, I've I've um I've been doing it for quite a while and uh and had some amazing, you know, stories of women who have who have done incredible things and behaved really out of character and then become someone
0: someone new, really.
1: I love the idea Um, that they come and they kind
0: of unleash their inner Beyoncé. I'm dying to do it. Once my wrist is mended I will be there. Um how I mean Do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 41. And how old are the majority of your women that come to classes? Are they mixed, or are they? Do you see more older women?
1: I say, I mean, sort of roughly somewhere between 35 and 55, and that's mainly partly because uh, the access that I've had to to women has mainly been, on the whole, has been um, at fitness conventions. So I, I have noticed that. Ladies who go to fitness conventions are of a certain age, mm. um, and my uh, ideal client will range from eighteen. In fact, in fact, younger. To be honest, mm. you know the younger generation really
0: need help with their their body yeah. positivity. Yeah, I've got two daughters, um, um, sixteen and twenty, and thinking think even the younger generation do lack massive amount of self esteem. They do. They do. The only reason why I've kind of I've avoided it until.
1: Until now, which it, it is on my radar definitely, is because what I do, you know, it, it's it is sexy, yeah. and I have a, I have a slight problem with getting anyone younger than seventeen or eighteen to be sexy. Yeah, um, you know, it, t- it tends to be it tends to be the mums who have forgot who they've lost who they are because they've spent the last decade two decades being mum, yeah. being wife, you know, and they've kind of forgotten what it's like to just be feminine. So um, I think I would need to adapt what I do for a younger audience. But yeah, definitely that the, they, are, they are
0: the ones that that's where we should be aiming our attention, really. I love the fact that you're giving women, particularly middle-aged women, the opportunity to, to kind of unleash their sexiness again, because you're absolutely right. If, you, if you've got kids you lose it because you're busy in the household whatever you're not your 30s and your 40s you lose yourself a bit um yeah. so I think to have the yeah. opportunity to go into a room and listen to some great music and have some good tuition and just have fun and forget about everything exactly else so. it's just so it mean, must be really liberating it's
1: it's very liberating um to the so to the point of I've I've got some amazing anecdotes as, as to how people have told me it's changed their lives so um someone re- not recently actually it was a, maybe last year posted a photo of their newborn baby just underneath the video of the dance class that they were in <laughs> nine months recently, when they then went home and showed the husband and oh he got pregnant so uh, so that, you know, that's quite a, a, an accomplishment really to have actually been responsible for a newborn life. Yeah. Um, also, a lady, I love this story because it's incredibly powerful for me. Um, a lady had saved for years and years and years to have a tummy tuck. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she'd had, I think, three kids and probably saved, been saving for about 10 years for this tummy tuck. And she did one class with me uh, with Stratology and um, realised just that she's, perfect Just she is she doesn't need it literally it was it was eye-opening for her yeah and um and she stopped the stopped the plans for the for the tummy tuck um i believe she probably went on holiday uh with the money instead i think she met a, a handsome much younger man Good for and, her. Um, and i think she's now happily married with him and he loves her curves and um you know to to have stopped her from Going under the knife, yeah. Uh, Such a life-threatening surgery. It's major surgery. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty incredible for me. Yeah. And the the countless women who have messaged me afterwards and said, "Oh, I went and bought a bikini and I've worn it on holiday and I felt amazing." That would not have happened if I hadn't come to your class. Mm. People have danced on bars. I'm not massively proud of this, but three people <laughs> have left their husband.
0: All right, okay. No, but I get that. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's giving people that inner confidence that they might have liked to get themselves out of the situation they're happy.
1: Exactly, exactly. I had a message not not long ago from the lady that meeting you is the best thing ever. I'm getting my stuff in order and I'm leaving him on
0: Wednesday. Mm, yeah.
1: What? It, it, as on the surface, it looks like we're crancing around in heels, but there's so much more
0: that's going on beneath that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely get um, it. And it ties in yeah. really well with your work. Because you're an ambassador for Taryn Brunfitt's Body Image Movement, aren't you? Mm. Um, which for anyone that hasn't seen it, you should see the film um, Embrace. It really is, it is life-changing. It really made me think. Yeah. How did you get involved in becoming an ambassador and what does it entail?
1: So my friend Nicola, who is also in the fitness industry, and out of the entire fitness industry, she's the only other person who really gets it. Uh, everyone else is starting to start to understand body positivity, but they're still selling weight loss. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, so sh- she is my, uh, I guess my confidant really mm-hmm. within the fitness industry. And she said, sorry, have you heard about this? This lady, she started the body image movement. I was like, "What? the body image movement. She can't claim ownership of that. That's like, <laughs> no, she, but she, that's, uh, that it's, it's a term that she had coined, um, and uh, and I looked into it. I thought, oh, okay, yeah, this lady's doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to answer a lengthy, a lengthy um, questionnaire about myself, and um, and that was it. Really, I, I I sent off the questionnaire, and uh, yeah, I got the I got the message back, and then I had I hosted a screening of. Um, embrace her documentary uh, at Streatham Odeon and um, and it was a great evening people it re- people really were asking questions you could see it had sparked like some some deep thinking from people uh, and it's great and then Taryn came over to the UK um might have been last year might have been the year before and my friend Nicola who also runs a um she does a radio show uh, you might you might want uh, to get yes she does a radio show um Hayes FM right and so she wanted to interview Taryn for for that but also she for her podcast as well hmm. so I went along and I held I held the phone <laughs> like
0: I held the
1: phone I was there obviously I got to meet Taryn and I know that she's desperate to do the classes as well yeah and she loves the concept I think it's um, brilliant yeah if anyone if anyone can get a chance to, to see the film. And I know now she's trying to raise money to make the, the film embrace kids.
0: Yeah, which I think is so important to get it just go yeah. straight away from, from primary school, really.
1: In the playground is really where you learn to shrink. Yeah. It's where you learn not to stand up. You know, if you say, it, you can imagine a child like just being confident and the other kids around them not liking that because they're threatened. Mm-hmm. And then... The bullying starts, and then you learn to just, you know, not say anything in the future. Just keep quiet, be good, sh- shut your mouth, mm. uh, shrink, be small, don't stand out, you know. And that's 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 what's uh that's what's killing the the, the nation's confidence. Yeah. yeah.
0: What changes would you like to see? How can you how can you see things changing to make it better with the media, the fashion industry, the, the health industry? There's a long way. To yeah,
1: go, there's a long way to go. But I think there's there's lots of things that can be done. Um, diversity uh, across all media. Mm. So um, the more diverse body shape, abilities, um, etc. That are that are visible, it, it it could sort of undo the brainwashing that we've experienced over the last.
0: Oh,
1: De- few decades, yeah. you know, where where just that one image of beauty or or whatever the fashion of the beautiful body is, mm. be that, you know, in the nineties, um, Cindy Crawford or Kate Moss yeah. and then um, you know, all the film stars and their ability to shrink back after babies. Yeah. Um and then now Kim Kardashian with her inflated button lips. Mm you know whatever the the image we we could sort of undo that brainwashing Mm. to ban diets that Mm. would be great Mm. um but but trying to educate people on health at every size which isn't everyone is healthy at every size but it's that everyone can become healthier yeah at at any size and it doesn't have to include weight loss yeah so but what is happening a lot there is that the wellness companies that they're now branding themselves as, you know, Weight Watchers, etc., are just co-opting that sort of language and still making it about changing your body shape, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. What else can be done? Um, and, and then also making body positivity education in in primary schools um and 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 in secondary schools you know getting people getting 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 the kids to talk about their insecurities and 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 figuring out ways to to get around those yeah. i think i think society on a whole has got a big responsibility to um to make sure that uh, the you know eating disorders are mm dealt with <laughs> there's a lot to do and sometimes I think oh my god it's overwhelming but you know if we all play our part
0: yeah I keep chipping
1: away um, that's it and I think it, you know if, you, if you're a mum out there listening the best thing that you can do is to stop putting your own body yeah down. absolutely yeah is to stop pulling at the bit. Or even, you know, cooking a meal for the family and not eating it yourself because you're watching your weight. You know, yeah. that's just that. That's only going to create problems in in your children.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's mm. part of my drive. I think, because I've got three teenagers, is to to make sure that mm. they do see me getting out there and doing different things and not being embarrassed about my body, which I did spend probably 20 years of my life being embarrassed. Mm. And I'm no longer. I'm yeah. not going to do that anymore. And I can see it's so important for the next generation coming up that we all show our confidence and, and stop hiding mm. away. I think that's why I don't know about you, but that's one of the reasons what attracted me to do the Real Catwalk in London. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, the Real Catwalk was organised by an American model and body activist called Christiana, who's gorgeous. She sets up mm. pop up catwalk, catwalk shows all over the world. Um, so this year she did one in Trafalgar Square, and I really it was busy Saturday afternoon, wasn't it? Um, oh my gosh! It was the it was the most beautiful hot day. day, um, which was good because we were all walking in our bikinis. Um, we were naked. <laughs> were, were you scared before doing that, or is that just something that you just think, yeah, I'm off. Awesome.
1: Uh, I actually, I was. I didn't sleep very well the night before, and that's unlike mm. me. The, so I've always put myself. I keep challenging myself to get more and more body confidence because I obviously profess to be body confident therefore I really need to make sure yeah exactly um and uh you know and that kind of goes on many levels and 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 interestingly enough I think I need to show my face more without my eyebrows you know I said to you earlier is this going to (laughs) be just sound or is it visuals as well because I haven't done my eyebrows um (laughs) and uh you know I I was a a product of the 90s and I overplucked, and there's virtually nothing there and, I, you know, I look a bit bald. So, um, but that's just me. And I need to kind of get to grips mm-hmm. with that. So maybe I'll post a photo of that. But I was concerned about showing my midriff because that I had never done mm-hmm. before. So a couple of years ago, not a couple of years, probably two, two, 2014, I entered a bikini competition, you know, like a body. Was that the
0: uh, Miss what? Monroe? No. Miss Galaxy? Miss Monroe, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was like, it was a subset of the bodybuilding competition Mm. this one was for curvy ladies so it wasn't about it wasn't about shredding your body this particular category so I thought okay I can put my Mm. name to that and that was great but I you know that was the first time that I would I exposed my thighs to the public um, in in, well since since I was a kid Mm. I think so that was my start that was my first oh actually this isn't bad at all oh I'm actually really enjoying walking with my thighs out that's fine. So that was a, a realization for me that like, okay. So I can, I am body confident now. I wasn't sure that I was, but now mm. I am. But then I still have not exposed my midsection. Now my belly is, but you know, I don't go in at the waist. You know, all of these beautiful curvy plus size models, they're all very much in proportion. Mm. Their waist goes in at the middle. Um, you know, they've got small rib cage, a nice big round bum, and I still don't feel my body is represented yeah. in the media very yeah. often. Um, there's one lady on Instagram, lovely lady, I met her when she came over here a few months ago, um, Danny Adriana, um, who used to have the handle Choose Life Warrior. Right. Um, and she's a plus size eating disorder recovery uh, activist. Um, and she's very much apple shaped. Mm. Um, and she's beautiful, she's apple shaped and uh and so I kind of identify with her but she's really the she's the only she's the only one who's representing my body shape so that's why I was I was concerned about getting my belly out because no one had ever seen it yeah. before because I had always in I'm doing inverted comma symbols um I'd always dress yes. well for my yeah. shape you yeah. know what I mean Ooh, flattering um which um, you know, that started to really annoy me. The whole you know, dressing yeah. your body shape thing. So yeah, so exposing my gut was very liberating. I was
0: going to say, how did you feel afterwards? Because I really felt just I was on a high for the whole weekend.
1: Oh, I I think, and I think I had a glow about me as well afterwards because I attracted a very handsome man Ooh. that day <laughs> sitting down by the by the river. And had a nice little fling. um, And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I'd actually, I didn't want to put my clothes yeah. back on. I, I know
0: a lot of people I was speaking to at the time, they were like, yeah, i know. Yeah. just Because we were. Naked. We were all just stood there afterwards for about half an hour, just stood in our bikinis in our underwear. Yeah. And no one was batting an
1: eyelid. And I loved
0: that. Yeah, I know, right? But people were, people were like, oh,
1: oh, great. What's this for? And then we tell them they literally would applaud yeah. us.
0: It was very well received. Yeah, do yeah well I definitely flash. would. Yeah. What would you go back and tell your younger self? Uh, to not pluck your <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah to, to not pluck, but also just to not really. Ca- I'm sure. I'm sure that it's the same. It's the same for everyone. Is don't worry about what you think other people are thinking mm-hmm. about you because a it might not be true, and
0: B, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I'm mean, exactly the so, same. Um, That's. Yeah. Exactly. I wasted so many years uh, not not doing <sighs> things and putting things off. Yeah, the exactly. Of course, would judge me, and now I look back. Yeah, I, I just wasted so
1: much time. Yeah. So in my twenties, so I look, I look back and I think, oh, i wasted my twenties. Uh, I could have been having so much more fun, but I didn't. I didn't waste them. I just, I could have done so much more Mm. I didn't it didn't stop me from doing stuff I went to live out in Ibiza for three seasons Mm. which um and I I got a job dancing in the nightclubs and um and I did actually I got the sack on the spot once by a big name DJ for being not the right image for um yeah and um and but that's like I wasn't bothered at that point I just thought it was a so I didn't waste my 20s but I
0: never showed my midriff Mm. because you know and I look back why not (laughs) why not so what's next why are you ambitious what's your plans what's your dreams so so I've been in a weird place
1: recently feeling like partly kind of Austrian by the fitness industry. Partly, I've done that myself. I've removed myself a little bit from the fitness huh. industry because I can't hear another <laughs> another load of rubbish about dieting yeah. and weight loss. Um, but also, a friend, well, Nicola said, uh, "Yeah, but if you remove yourself from the fitness industry, who's who's going to tell yes. them? Who's going to educate them?" So, I so I'm st- so I'm st- straddled between. The fitness industry and this body positive movement, That, but I still have to make money at the end of the day. I still have to make some money. So um, lots more events coming up. But also because I've always done education within the fitness industry, I've always created my own courses and taught other instructors and brands and, and taught other instructors how to do what I do. So there's going to be more of that. So in the next couple of weeks, I'm launching Nomics as a training course. And DivaNomics is, um, it, well, you know, there's a formula to being a diva. What is it? You work it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, that's single track choreography. So there's nothing to learn. It's easy to do. It's easy to teach. Uh, and each song makes you feel either sexy or sassy or strutty mm. or raunchy um so the the music choice is uh is is very empowering so that's coming up so i need to finish writing the manual mm-hmm. for that and then more stratology as well so stratology is a training course too so i've got quite a few instructors not instructors yeah, see what I did there. Um, and uh, so i want to build that some more as well so any dance teachers out there listening please do get in touch so yeah, so continue on that within the fitness industry and then
0: I don't really know. See what comes along. To be honest. Exactly. Yeah, you know, flexible. Mm. See what happens. Well, thank you. You're inspiring. Let's see if we've got lots more we could have talked about. Um final three questions. What's your other oh, yes. song that motivates you?
1: I did I did have a look at your um the other mm. podcast. This it's the same mm. song, it's This Is Me. Because obviously the words are incredibly body positive and I, and I love Keala Mm. and yeah, just that whole thing. It just, it moves me to tears every time I hear it. But, but because, because I know you've already, someone's already said that. I'm also going to say Chandelier by Sia as well. It's just the most amazing piece of music that just makes me want to leap and run and, and cartwheel. um, Even though the, the the words if you listen to them they're, they're quite quite depressing mm. you know um depressed mm. um but but it it uplifts me so that's those are my songs brilliant thank
0: you and what about
1: a book that's inspired you um <clears throat> there's there's loads but i think the main one is health at every size by dr linda bacon um follow linda you probably do but your listeners need to follow her on twitter mm. um she is so insightful. The health at every size, I actually think should be compulsive. Compulsive? Not compulsive. compulsive
0: Compulsory. What's
1: the word? Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reading for anyone entering the fitness industry or the wellness world. You know, I think they should all get an understanding of that. Who inspires you? Well, we've already talked about yeah. it. Karen, um, from, from Body Image Movement, just her relentlessness um, and someone... Criticized her recently about oh make you know because the course you have to pay mm. for now oh yeah it's about it's about money is it's about money and her response was so heartfelt it just shut this poor woman down for for, for daring to even say that because she's putting half yes. a million dollars of her yeah. own money into into all of these projects and like if there's anyone who isn't out yeah. there to make money yeah. from this it's her she is she is driven purely by wanting to make a difference in in the world's yeah. life and I
0: think she is really making a massive yeah company. I do well I'll put all the links to this in the show notes where everybody said so they can look people up but thank you cool. very much you can keep up to date with everything Zoe's up to you can follow her on Facebook Instagram and Twitter the School of Struts and you can also check her website yes. out which is com. and as soon as I'm fighting fit, I will be Coming along to Panoply Studios and doing a dance class. Maybe we can get a yes. video of that and I'll put that on the blog post as well. So thank keep you. up the happiness work you're doing. Um, I think you're really inspiring and making a massive thank difference you. out there. So um, yes, I'm dying to unleash a bit of beyonce. So thank you very much. Have a good <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank, thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Out of the Bubble Podcast. I hope that Zoe has inspired some of you. Um, I'd love to hear from anybody. And it's been really nice because people have been getting in touch, telling me that, about their journeys. Um, so I've got a huge list gathering of people to interview, which is really exciting. So thank you and keep sharing. You can get in touch directly, Model at gmail.com or leave me a message on the Anchor app. Our next guest will be American model Erin Green, who at 42 became the oldest contestant of America's Next time Model. So we'll be talking to her about her journey. In the meantime, keep be fabulous.